Hello and welcome back to The Awardist, the podcast for Emmy voters, TV fans, and Lynette's husband. I am Henry Goldblatt, and I am here with two of my friends and colleagues. Lynette Rice is back from vacation. Hello, Lynette. Hello, hello. Yay. How was your European sojourn? It was it was a little long. Did a little, um, I went to some soccer, uh, enjoyed lots of fine cheese and bread. So much bread. Um, and by soccer, you mean football. Football, <laughs> yes, football. The uh, Watch the U.S. women play. Uh, and it was awesome. It was just awesome. Do you remember there was a TV show like a decade ago about about like football wives or something like that that was adapted from Europe? It was not Footballers Wives, which is my favorite, as you know, Henry, uh, British soap. Yes, and that is Kristen Baldwin, of course. Kristen, remind everyone what Footballers Wives oh is. Oh my God, Footballers Wives is so good. It is like the trashiest, most over-the-top uh, primetime soap and about, you know, the wives and girlfriends of famous football players in the UK. Um, my favorite line of all time was one woman says to a doctor, my baby was fake tanned and you didn't think to tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Where did that air? One of the three channels they have in the UK. I don't know, but did a US version of it. They've tried to adapt it, but it's never gone forward. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I think at one point, even Heather Locklear was attached, and it was like, yes. yes. (laughs) But it's never happened. Kristen, I love that we know any project that not only Heather Locklear has starred in, but has been attached to that never went to pilot. (laughs) I know. That's We're rooting for her. (laughs) (laughs) We are. Um, And also, that shows not to be confused with Mistresses, which was um, a brief summer obsession a few years back as well with Alyssa Milano. Yes. I, I did try to get a little intel on the UK version of Love Island before it begins here. And I just like did like an unofficial poll of whatever, you know, you, you, whoever I met on the street, like, do you watch it? And across the board, they all watch it. Yeah. They all Henry watch and it. I are watching it on Hulu now. Yeah. It, yeah. They're, and they're doling out episodes in a very sporadic manner. And it's driving me insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's frustrating because I got through the first five already and it lists a bunch more but it just says upcoming exactly oh and Kristen I'm embarrassed to admit this but I will um, since we're among friends so I finished those five episodes of Love Island yesterday and then went on to watch this season of Paradise Hotel which I didn't realize had been canceled by Fox after four episodes (laughs) and was dumped (laughs) on Hulu Oh they dumped God. it on Hulu. They dumped it on Hulu. These poor people, no, I mean, whatever, these poor people at Paradise Hotel had no idea they weren't on TV anymore. That's amazing. It's like the, the people in the real world now who have, have sadly discovered that they're streaming on Facebook Watch. Exactly. Oh, how hard they fall. <laughs> exactly. And Kristen Cavallari, is she on, I'm not a Hills fan. Was she on the Hills? No, she's not, she's not on New Beginnings now. Okay. She was, um, she was the host of this Paradise Hotel and... And um, I'd like to say that she has strengths in other areas. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Their money's green. She's getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she may not be because it was canceled after <laughs> four episodes. One would hope her contract would have uh, uh, afforded for that, but who knows? So it only took us about three minutes, and we ventured into naming all the shows that are not being nominated for Emmys this year. So let's get back on track. Um, we're going to be talking this episode about lead actress in a drama. And supporting actress in a drama. And Kristen, why don't you start us off a little bit telling us about lead actress in a drama, some of the previous winners, who was nominated last year and won, that type of good stuff. 
Sure. Uh, so female nominees, comedy and drama, competed against each other until 1966 when the categories were split. And that's just a little fun fact for you. So some past winners in 2013, Claire Danes for Homeland. 2014, Juliana Margulies for The Good Wife. 2015, Viola Davis for How to Get Away with Murder. 2016, Tatiana Maslany for Orphan Black. And 2017 was Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale. And this was the first win for Elizabeth Moss after six failed attempts in the category. For Mad Men, uh, right? Yes. For Mad yeah. Men, for probably West Wing, for like anything she'd ever <laughs> been in. Um, and you want me to talk 2018 nominees? Yeah, please tell us who was nominated in 2018 and who won. Okay, so uh, in 2018, we had Tatiana Maslany again from Orphan Black, Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaid's Tale, Sandra Oh from Killing Eve, Carrie Russell from The Americans, Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld, and Claire Foy from The Crown. And Claire Foy was the one who took home the win. That was such a surprise to me because I really thought Sandra Oh was going to have it after coming off that triumphant year for Killing Eve. And... The other surprise from last year is Tatiana Maslany, who's a very, very talented actress and had, as we said, won in 2016. She came back and was nominated for the last season of Orphan Black. That, like, I was the last living Orphan Black fan and I didn't watch that last season. And I think Dalton <laughs> Ross, our colleague, may be the other one. And I'm not sure he watched it either. Yeah, it's funny. It's like she got this momentum a little too late, but it's, you know, I think she definitely deserved to win when she did. And it's nice that she got another nomination. Um, Lynette, tell us a little bit about the history of this category. Who has the most nominations, the most wins, all that type of stuff? Uh, eight noms apiece, eight nominations apiece for Sharon Gless, uh, for, uh, she played for Chris, she played Chris Cagney and for the trials of Rosie O'Neill. I, I don't think I ever watched that. I can't remember. Um, um, Maurice Gaharjate for, uh, uh, that was for Law and Order SVU. Uh, Michael Learned, uh, for playing, you know, Olivia Walton the Waltons, Juliana Margulies for playing both Alicia Florek and uh, Carol Hathaway, and uh, those are eight noms apiece. I'm also uh, doing a, a trivia slash snubs that hurt the most having to do with Angela Lansbury. She has the most in this category with 12, and the old girl has never won, which is a kind come of a drag. On voters. I know. Come on, voters. Uh, and that's when, you know, back when that show was a huge hit, there was only three networks. I mean, what was the big deal? The other snub that I, I, I wanted to make note of here was Melissa McBride on The Walking Dead. That just makes no sense, especially considering she's been the lead gal on that forever's and nothing. No Emmy. This is one category where the broadcast networks have still kept up a little bit because we had Viola Davis winning in 2015 and, as you mentioned, Juliana Margulies in 2011. So unlike most other categories where they've been completely wiped out, still have a little bit of momentum here. Kristen, what is an award that they should give in this category? Here's an Emmy that I wish they would hand out. Uh, We have talked on this podcast before about the difficulties that genre shows have had in the past getting nominations, but there's also a pretty clear bias against some specific networks as well, which is why for this category, I've put together a dream ballot of actors and actresses from shows and networks which were largely or sometimes totally ignored by voters. Lady and gentlemen, I present to you the all WB, UPN, CW, (laughs) Fox Emmys. And in this category, we have lead actress in a WB, CW, UPN, or Fox drama. Sarah Michelle Geller for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <gasps> Heather Locklear, Melrose Place. Ooh. Kate Mulgrew, Star Trek Voyager. What, 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 what? Jenny Garth, Beverly Hills 90210. Yes. Yeah. Carrie Russell, Felicity. 
Way to go. And Lauren Graham, Gilmore Girls. So, guys, if you had to pick one, if you were voting, who would get this retroactive, much overdue uh, Emmy? I'm sticking with my girl, Heather Locklear. We mentioned her earlier. Yes. She was so good on Melrose Place. She made that show. She basically saved the show, her uh, addition to the show. So I, I feel like that's fair. Lynette, any thoughts? You know, Mike, I just went immediately to, immediately to Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Sure. I mean, so good. that show, what she did for that show, she was that show. Doesn't she, she have a daytime Emmy? She does. She has a daytime Emmy, but she was never recognized in the primetime category, which is not... Uh, acceptable at all. So that is uh, that category. And next week when we talk about actors in a drama series, I will have another fake ballot for you uh, in the same uh, from the same collection of networks and shows. Well, Kristen, you didn't pick a winner. Well, I got to go with Heather Locklear. Okay, fair. You know, I agree. I Sarah Michelle, I, because she has a daytime Emmy, which I know is not the same thing, I feel like she's at least been able to go up on stage and accept an award. I'm not sure the same uh, can be said for, it definitely can't be said for Heather Locklear and the Emmys, so I feel like she deserves it. Okay, I've got some Emmy trivia for you guys. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yes. All right. It's the year 2000, <laughs> and the nominees are Lorraine Bracco, Amy Brenneman, Edie Falco, Julianne Margulies, and Celia Ward. Who won? Uh 2000? 2000. Brenneman? Uh, Edie. 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 Final answers? Well, I want to change mine now to Edie, but then Lynette's just going to say I'm a copycat. No, you can say. You can say. We've got okay. two votes for Edie. You are both incorrect. It is Seal Award uh, for Once and Again. Once and Again. I love that show. I, don't, I, I couldn't remember her winning at all. Yes, she won in 2000. Oh, love me some Sila. Love her so much. True or false, Linda Gray is an Emmy nominee. True? I feel like it's a tr- it's, it's true. It's true. It is absolutely true. Okay. Thank God. True or false, Roma Downey is an Emmy nominee. Oh, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past these voters to, like, nominate her. <laughs> That's so true. I say true. <laughs> right? So this truth. It's true. True. She was an Emmy nominee in 1997 and 98. So the year is 1998 now. Okay. Nominees are Jillian Anderson, Roma Downey, Juliana Margulies, Jane Seymour, <laughs> and Christine Lottie. Oh, this is Lottie. This is Lottie uh, for Chicago Hope. Yeah, is that, although I'm just thinking about that time she was in the bathroom, but I feel like that was the Golden Globes. That was the Globes. But Emmy loved her too. Say it again, Henry, just quickly. Sure, Jillian Anderson, Roma Downey. Juliana Margulies, Jane Seymour, and Christine Lottie. So that was ER Juliana. And um, then I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Juliana. No love for Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman? I mean, I do enjoy that she now sells jewelry at Zales or whatever <laughs> it is, but no. It's like something heart collection at yes, any rate. Open your heart. <laughs> open your heart collection. So ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so Lynette just lost us a sponsor. Thank you. They're here to detain us. So the winner, oh. Lynette, you were right, was Christine Lottie Yay. for Chicago Hope. Okay. Final, final, final question in this category. Kate Jackson, was she an Emmy nominee? Oh, she should be. So I want to, I'm going to go with my gut which is always wrong, but I'm going to go with my gut and say because she should be and deserve to be, she probably wasn't. I believe she was the only one out of um, 
Charlie's Angels to get an Emmy nomination. We will get to that in a little bit. But Lynette, you're correct. She is an Emmy nominee. She was nominated in 1977 and 78. Did she win or who won against her? Angie Dickinson, Kate Jackson, Lindsay Wagner, Michael Learned, or Seda Thompson? I'm going to say Michael Learned. Lindsay. Uh, Lynette, you are doing well today. Oh, my God. Look at me rocking Lindsay and Lindsay Wagner. Wow. All right. Well, up next, we are going to be going through our draft picks for this category, who we think is going to be nominated. So stay tuned for that. Hey, welcome back to The Awardist. I'm Henry. I'm here with Lynette and Kristen. We're talking about a lead actress in a drama category, and it's time for our draft picks. And I drew straws, and Lynette, you get first draft pick in this category. Who do you think is going to be nominated? I'm going to go with Julia Roberts for Homecoming. It's, I mean, I, I, the show was very well received, great reviews, and let's be frank, it's Julia Roberts. And she was really good on it. Yes. All right, I am up next, and I think this is finally the year that Christine Baranski is going to get a nomination for The Good Fight. I know that I'm preaching to the choir here and that we all pretty much consider it the best show on television. And in looking at this category, I think there's some people who have been eligible for this category in the past that are not eligible this year, and I'm thinking specifically of Elizabeth Moss for Handmaid's Tale. Um, so I think that um, I think that slot's going to Christine Baranski, and I'm very, very, very excited about it. This is a tough one because... Uh, I feel like this would be a retroactive nomination. Um, I did not love season two of uh, Killing Eve, but I do believe that Jodie Comer continues to give one of the best performances on television. So I'm going to hope that uh, that she will get recognized this time. I mean, Sandra Oh did get the Emmy nomination. I think they both submitted in lead, which split the vote. And I'm hoping that this time around... Uh, voters will recognize Jody because she was definitely the strongest part of this season for sure. We don't always talk about strategy here, but I feel like this should be a case where um, the manager should get together with the studio and decide, okay, we have Sandra in Outstanding Actress, and then maybe we'll put Jody in Supporting just to give um, them both a better chance to win. I agree. They both share probably a similar amount of screen time, but like she would just have so much of a better chance if they weren't in the same category. And because, you know, Sandra O's character's name is in the title, she has to be in lead. But I, I, I agree. I wish they would put Jodie Comer in supporting. All right, Lynette, you're up. I think I'm going to say Robin Wright for House of Cards. Really? Interesting. Go for it. I think there was a lot of respect for uh, how they pulled this together um, in the wake of, of Kevin's um, departure and... Um, even though it was definitely over the top what happened, uh, I think there's still, in this case, more of a respect for her body of work on the show. And it was crazy. It got a little nuts. But it was totally engaging. I was totally into it. And so, and I, she just, she embodies this character. She is this character. So, and I think that, I think the, voter, the voters dig her. All right. My second pick, I'm going to go with Amelia Clark for um, Game of Thrones. I recognize all the backlash against the final season of Game of Thrones, and rightly so, and the backlash against her character as well. But if we're just talking acting here and performing, she did the best she possibly could with that material. Um, Emmy voters obviously love Game of Thrones. They certainly watched it. Um, so I think she's going to get into this category. I'm going to go with Laura Linney for Ozark, just because I feel like so many people 
still like Ozark. (laughs) I I don't know what it is. I just, I I think that a lot of people really like that show. Um, Often when I am asking people, you know, in interviews or whatever, what they're binge watching, a lot of them will say, oh, I just finished Ozark. Um, You know, and there's not a real lead female character that we could put, if if there was a lead female actor from Succession, that's the other show that I feel like has a lot of momentum right now, I would put it here, but I don't think there's really anybody that would make sense in that category. So I'm going to go with Laura Linney. Who doesn't like Laura Linney? So that leaves our list as Jodie Comer, Laura Linney, Julia Roberts, Amelia Clark, Christine Baranski, and Robin Wright. I want to talk about Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama. I'm putting that out in the universe, and we will do so right after this. Hello, and welcome back to The Awardist. I'm Henry. I'm here with Lynette and Kristen, and we are moving on to Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama. Kristen, can you take us through some of the previous nominees and who won last year? Some of the previous winners uh, we had in 2013 and 2014, Anna Gunn from Breaking Bad, 2015, Uzo Aduba uh, in Orange is the New Black, 2016, Maggie Smith for Downton Abbey. She didn't show up that year either, did she? She never shows up. Dame Maggie Smith does not show up t- to pick up your crappy award. She's off being a dame. <laughs> <laughs> Lynette, we should actually find out, do they, like, how do they mail them? Like, do they go UPS? Yeah, like, is it FedExed? Like, do you get a tracking number? Like, what's happening? And it just shows up in a box, like, here's your Emmy. Yeah, yeah. it seems so anticlimactic. Does somebody have to sign for it, or do they just leave it at the door? No, there'll be like an Amazon delivery yeah. just throws it over the And then the like fence. a porch pirate picks it up and steals totally. it. Totally. And then but and the atom is already broken off, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, poor Maggie Smith. Anyway, and in, in 2017, it was Anne Dowd as Aunt Lydia for Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. That was the highlight of the 2017 Emmy Awards for me, was hearing Anne Dowd say Hulu. And she was so happy she deserved it 100%, but also she just, the way she says Hulu, it's like a little song. And then in 2018, the nominees were Alexis Bledel for The Handmaid's Tale, Millie Bobby Brown for Stranger Things, Anne Dowd for The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu, Lena Headey for Game of Thrones, Vanessa Kirby for The Crown, Yvonne Strahovski for The Handmaid's Tale, and the winner was Tandy Newton from Westworld. That was a bit of a surprise, too. Um, I think probably what happened is a lot of these Handmaid's Tales votes got split. Right. And, uh, you know, Tandy Newton was really good on that show. That season of Westworld was kind of a hot mess, but uh, she is consistently on that show really, like, she shows so much range from intense emotion and drama to really, really funny and good comic timing. So she deserved it. I was interested in this category um, in that it has some of the most um, it's some of the most diverse winners um, of any category at the Emmys. In the past few years, we've had Tandy Newton, Uzo Aduba, and Archie Punjabi, all women of color, win this award, which um, is not usually the Emmys' mo necessarily. That's true. This is definitely uh, one where they get a, a thumbs up. Um, Lynette, who are some of the most nominated women um, and winners in this category? Well, first off, my girl Tyne Daly with eight nominees, uh, Nancy Marchand and Betty Thomas with seven. Most winning gals, Nancy Marchand, of course, from uh, The Sopranos with four awards. She, her last one was posthumous, right? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, Ellen Corby with three. Grandma Walton, um, most with three wins. Wow. Uh, most awarded programs were Lou Grant with four. Uh, St. Elsewhere, The Waltons, and The West Wing, they had three. 
we are going to be in for a lot of turnover this year, and we'll get to that when we do our draft picks. But actresses from The Crown, Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things, and Westworld are not are all not eligible. So we're going to see a lot of new nominees in this category. All right, Lynette, are there any snubs in this category that still hurt? Uh, it really kind of bugs me that uh, Christine Baranski never won for playing Diane on The Good Wife. She was nominated many times. In fact, if I recall correctly... Archie was the first gal to win for that show before Juliana. I was there there at that show too when she walked backstage. She had this stunned look on her face. I also was always bugged by how Ada Turturro, uh, who played Tony's sisters on The Sopranos, she was nominated twice and she never won. And also a few historic ones, Maura Tierney on ER, never won. She was nominated once. And Susan Day on LA Law, three nominations, never won. All right, I have got some trivia for you guys. You ready? What three actresses from Grey's Anatomy have been nominated in this category? Sandra Oh. Yes. Katherine Heigl. And, and, and uh, Chandra. Good call. True or false? Alice Beasley was nominated for playing Agnes DePesto on Moonlighting. True. It is true. True or false? Victoria Principal was nominated for her work on Dallas. Yeah, I'm going to say false because I feel like this is an injustice that I should get worked up about. It is false. You're correct. And it is injustice we should be worked up about. True or false, Marsha Cross was nominated for playing Kimberly on Melrose Place. That's false. Yes. And that's a huge, huge crime as well. That is such an injustice. That whole, That's, again, like we talked about, you know, the, those shows do not get the respect they deserve. Okay, this is my last question. It's 1996. These are the nominees. Tell me who won. Barbara Bosson for playing Miriam on Murder One. Sharon Lawrence for, as Sylvia on NYPD Blue. Gail O'Grady as Donna on NYPD Blue. Tyne Daly as Alice on Christie. Or Juliana Margulies as Carol on ER. Donna from NYPD Blue. Yeah, I think so too. Kristen, I picked this out specifically. Um, you guys are wrong. <laughs> I picked this out specifically because you and I both recently watched Murder One and enjoyed it. But Barbara Boston, she didn't win either. The winner was Tyne Daly, who played Alice on this show, Christy, which I had to look up. It was an Appalachian drama that ran like one season on CBS, and it took place in the 1912s. All right, it's time to turn to our draft for Best Supporting Actress in a Drama. And Lynette, you went first last time, so Kristen, you go first this time. I know who I want, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh, who I think will get a nomination. Um, I am gonna start with uh, Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones. I think uh, you know for all the sort of you know polarizing nature of the final season, people really did love uh, her storyline and you know getting knighted and all of that. Um, so I, I think she'll be nominated. Lynette, all you. I am going to go with Maisie Williams. I, I, I think this has the potential to be um, a, a Game of Thrones uh, uh, category. I, at least I hope so, um, which is why I'm gonna, hoping that you're going to pick Lena after I say Maisie. Uh, you know, we've watched her grow up on this show. She almost became the hero that we wanted this season. I say almost because we didn't see her become somebody else and, you know, go, you know, kill um, um, the queen. You know, she didn't put on that mask. Otherwise, uh, she turned out to be everything that we hoped for from Arya. All right, Lynette, I won't disappoint you. I have such mixed feelings about picking her, but I think she will get nominated, which is Lena Headey. Um, she plays Cersei on Game of Thrones. She had literally nothing to do this season, basically. She must have been in like seven scenes, but the seven scenes she was in, of course, she was terrific because she's an amazing actress, and she just, um, you, you had the seething anger and sadness, and you felt that from um, her because she's just great. I just wish... 
that the material was better for her. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with these nominations and and how the voters reacted as a whole to this last season. Because we obviously know there was it was a split decision. I loved it regardless, but obviously I, I you know I know that not everybody feels this way. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see who gets it. I do think that we're right that all three of these women are going to get into the category, um, which will pave the way for somebody else to win. So Kristen, who is your second round draft pick? I'm going to go with this is a little bit of a wishful thinking, but I also think that um, she's gotten a lot of attention for this for this season of Better Call Saul. Rhea Seahorn, who plays Kim Wexler. This season, she did such incredible work. Like, she sort of served as the emotional surrogate for Jimmy as he was coping with his brother's death. Like, he didn't have any emotions about it. And you could, there are scenes where he's just reading a letter and you watch her face as she reacts and it's it's just incredible how how well uh, she can convey these emotions and I know that uh, as much as this show has been sort of critically beloved it hasn't always gotten the Emmy attention but I think if any year for her to get it uh, I think this is the year Lynette I'm feeling good about Fiona Shaw for killing Eve I feel like she- there's there's others, definitely other Brits, too, on this, um, the potential list that could get into it. And I'm thinking, of course, about Keely Haas for Bodyguard. Um, I feel like Fiona not only has a great chance of getting the nomination, but I think she could, she definitely could give the gals from Game of Thrones a run for the money. She's, I, I go between, like, really loving her to totally distrusting her, uh, and then I laugh at her. I mean, she's... So funny. Just a great character. God, I'm torn about my last pick. I'm trying to decide whether I should go with the person I really think will be nominated or somebody who absolutely deserves it and could squeak in. I'm going to go with absolutely deserves it and could squeak in. So the person I think that's going to get the sixth space is Sissy Spacek for Homecoming. And who doesn't adore Sissy Effing Spacek? She's amazing in everything that she does. And she was great in the show. And um um, I think she's going to be the last one to get into this category. Um, I think Susan Kelechi Watson, um, I, w- I'm impressed. She does amazing work and understated work on This Is Us. She holds her own against Sterling K. Brown, who's an incredible, incredible performer. I think her team actually runs a pretty smart Emmy campaign, too. And um, she's out there when she needs to be. So I'd love to see her um, get in, and perhaps she will. Yeah, it's hard because she, you know, this wasn't a season that I loved of uh, This Is Us, as we've discussed. She is consistently so good and has, you know, like makes it look so, she lets other people shine while she's also, you know, doing really good work herself. So I think she deserves it. Yeah, so we're, our list is Lena Headey, Maisie Williams, Fiona Shaw, Gwendolyn Christie, Rhea Seahorn, and either Susan Kelechi Watson or Sissy Spacek, depending on my mood. But I'm going to be super piggy here and do one more uh, Let Me Plead for. And Kristen, I'm totally stealing your thunder because you had the best line about her whatsoever. Is Kush Jumbo from The Good Fight. You called her a walking Emmy reel, which I think is just extraordinarily correct and um, wonderful. And she was um, she was one of the highlights of the show for me this season. Yeah, she's so good. And she's another one where, like, uh, you forget she's British. And you also, like, she can do such serious drama, but she's incredibly funny, too, um, which is what you need to be on that show. Emmy voters, if you're listening, please consider Kush Jumbo for your consideration. 
Well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Awardist. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us in your friendly neighborhood local podcast store. Please leave a rating and comments. We read them and take them very seriously. Um, Have a great week.